I'm Josh Liston from On The Bubble Podcast, an oral history of television fandom, part of the Gunner Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at gunnergeeknetwork.com. $186,282. For those of you who want it in here just for the credit, that is the speed of light in miles per second. If you prefer kilometers per second, then you get 299,000. 792.458. Thank you, Reed. You're welcome, sir. Show off. I didn't see you whipping that answer. Although traveling at or near the speed of light has always been theoretically possible, it has long been considered physically impossible. That is, until the discovery of Colossus, a radioactive comet-like energy source traveling in 10-year orbits that tonight will be closest to Earth that it will ever come. So close, in fact, that it will pass through the heart of the Van Allen belt, slow to the speed of the Earth's rotation, and become visible to the human eye. So bring your telescopes, bring your imaginations, and above all, have fun. That's it, class dismissed. Welcome everyone to Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from a couple guys who wish they had powers. This week we finally get the answer to what happens when you have to make a movie or you're going to lose the rights to it. It's 1994's The Fantastic Four, and spoiler, it's not that great. But first, he felt sorry for us and enough time has passed since he was here um, so he's back again this week from Film Appraisers. It's Joe. How you doing, Joe? I felt really terrible that I picked this and made you guys go through it, so I volunteered to to do it, and it was a yeah. terrible decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree completely with you that it was a terrible decision, and I'm glad that two weeks or two months, depending on how your time travel works, was long enough for you to forget. My, uh, I have zero memory. It's real quick, so it doesn't really matter either way. Gotcha. Joe's Joe gotcha. pretty well known for making poor life decisions, though. Oh, it's my well, it's my trademark. So, yeah. Speaking of that, um, he's been secretly in love with Joe since he was twelve, but now he's all grown up and can confess his love and get married. It's Jason. How you doing, Jason? I'm doing well, but uh, thanks for telling Joe about my my unrequited love. It was. Oh, it's been no. obvious for it's, ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> O- only, only you thought you were uh, being sly about that. Fine, fine. Yeah. So, um, I want to, I want to see how everybody's uh, New Year's Eve was. Everybody have a good New Year's Eve. Uh, yes, maybe or no. Yes, maybe or no. All right, perfect, 
Perfect, Joe. Uh, yeah. Did you have some big plans? Did you did you watch the ball drop, or did you fall asleep like an old man like Jason? Um. So, t- uh, oh, time travel is tough. Uh, yeah. Yes. I. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know it's December, but this comes out in maybe January. So typically, I don't stay up for New Year's because my birthday is the day before, and I usually go kind of hard on that instead because I don't care about New Year's. Oh. So well then, um, happy, happy belated future birthday. <laughs> happy double both sides of the timeline. Uh, yes, thank you. Yes, yeah. So good news. Um, it is uh, December eleventh. Um, I promise this show, uh, this episode will go out uh, within a month. That's fast. Uh, that's quite a turnaround. That's a yeah, bold uh, promise. Unlike Deadpool, uh, which you were here for two weeks ago, um, but recorded in October. Uh, um, hence the reason why you forgot and felt sorry. It took you. It, yeah. The grief was just building up in you. I understand. I understand. So, Jason, uh, you got any news for us? I got a little. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Is this is this current news or future news? <laughs> yeah, this is not future news. I I, okay. I am not bold enough to make predictions like you that go horribly wrong. They went pretty well for a while. Yeah, well, you know, you roll the dice enough and the house eventually wins. Eventually. All right, so first news article, and this is uh, blowing up recently as of, well, if you're listening to this, if... Rob actually made it to releasing this in within a month, and this is probably about three to th- three and a half weeks old. But yeah, uh, Patty Jenkins walked off of Wonder Woman three. Oh darn! <laughs> yeah, after <laughs> Wonder Woman eighty four, I, I can't say that the I'm last disappointed one was in that. so good. I don't know what I'm going to do now. That yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, she she just um, she was told so she. Uh, submitted a treatment to the the new creatives at Warner Brother Discovery, and uh, now, was she this was, was this the Gun creatives or was this uh, so this this wasn't Gun and Saffron uh, okay. specifically. So this uh, this was uh, the CEO David Zasloff and okay. uh, one other executive that actually took the. Uh, took the treatment and kind of sent back notes, but it was endorsed by Gunn and Saffron, so uh, they they are at least aware of this and and right. and backing this up. So, uh, but basically, they sent back notes saying that this isn't really that that her treatment didn't really follow what their future plans were, and she said, "Well, fuck off! I'm taking my toys and going home because you guys apparently don't know what story or character arc or anything like that is." So. Uh, she she walked off. She said, "Nope, not doing it." Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, not a big deal. Um, y- y- you know, she had a good one and she had a bad one. Yeah. So uh, again, her resume doesn't really reflect the experience to be able to kind of demand that it's your way or the highway. Right. She had a really good movie that she directed, did not write, but she did direct Wonder Woman, which is a really good movie. And then she wrote and directed Wonder Woman 84, which was not a really good movie. Um, looking at all of her other movies, they're, yeah, they're middle of the road or not really good. So she doesn't have, 
she doesn't have the CV to to be demanding things like this, and I I don't see this ending well for her career. I mean, this is this is going to give her kind of this this reputation of prima donna. Yeah, I don't really want to say prima donna, but you know, of somebody that is not easy to work with or is not one to take, you know, constructive criticism, criticism or, yeah. or, or changes to, to uh, be a team player. Cause I mean, basically that's what it is. It, it may have been that her story was fine. It's just not in line with where they want to go with the future of the DCU. Well, yeah. Well, when, right, you're, in, when you're in these big franchises, like obviously the DCU is not on the same level as the MCU right now, but Either way, you don't get to be a director who tells the studio how it's going to be in those right. franchises. The franchise tells you, and that's the way it is. And that that may have been one of the reasons why the DCEU ended up the way it was, was because there was no central kind of uh, creative mind that was directing things in the long run. Right. So if, it, if all the directors were doing their own thing, there was no co- coherent overarching story and things just fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I'm hoping gun is, uh, gun is good for good for it. You know, it was good for DC, um, or Warner brothers or discovery or Warner yeah. brothers discovery. Or- well, speaking of gun, Ooh, the, the paragons of journalism over at, we got this covered. All right. Are predicting that uh, Gunn is not done with Cavill as Superman because he liked a tweet. That's how it always goes, right? That's I didn't, I didn't know he was done with Superman. Yeah. So the 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 rumor is that um, since they're kind of moving away from all of the older characters from the DCEU and and forging their own path that. Uh, the Man of Steel 2 movie that was coming out is being canceled. Uh, the new Black Adam movie is being canceled. There's a bunch of movies that they had uh, predicted or had on uh, on the roadmap uh, that they're getting rid of because of the, the new vision from Gunn and Saffron. Well, and some of that is like some of it's accurate, some of it's speculation. They have not like officially sure. commented on a lot of it. I think... Sure. They've they paused. From what I can tell, the only real officialness on a lot of that stuff is they have paused production on just about everything, and I think that is kind of in line with them trying to get a good bearing on what they want the unified vision to be going forward, and then decide what stays and what goes. But everybody, like the internet, is ablaze with everything that got is getting looked at is getting canceled, which is typical internet alarmism, right? So. Um, I do think we'll probably see most of that stuff get canceled. Most of the DC stuff has been bad, so I can't see them yeah. doubling down on it. And there have been some insiders that are, have confirmed that, you know, a lot of these projects have been, you know, at least indefinitely paused, if not just outright canceled. So Man of Steel being one of them, it just doesn't, it doesn't roll into what their current DCEU uh, plans are now that's not to say that they won't come up with another superman story that they bring in cavill on but that's still got to go through the entire pre-production process we right. know how long that goes is cavill going to be around or available 
at that point? Well, he yeah, quit The Witcher, it. so he's got time right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's going to be Old Man Superman. Old Man Superman, maybe. Yeah. You know, an aging, you know, put a little silver in his hair and uh, we can do some future projects. He's got time. Yeah. He's got nothing but time. All he's doing is uh, playing video games and Warhammer. And occasionally showing up in a uh, uh, Enola Holmes movie. Yeah. But they're saying that um, they're actually, it's it's possible that they're removing all of the cameos from uh, what, what the, the Flash? Is it the Flash movie that they're removing the, the cameos? Flash. Yeah. Or no, 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 the Shazam, Shazam. movie. Yeah. The yeah, Shazam, Shazam movie coming up, that they're removing a lot of the cameos from the Shazam movie coming up that had uh, Wonder Woman and Superman and I think even maybe Batman in one of the other um, because they they don't want to show off characters that they may not be bringing back for a while, if ever. And they well, canceled the, uh, the Batman Beyond movie that was going to have Michael Keaton in it. You know, I mean, I'm okay with them showing the cameos if they're just going to turn around and say straight up, all right, we're resetting. So none of that mattered. You know, leave the movie as it is. I mean, it's it's a it's a snapshot of what the DCEU was. How many more Not, big resets before people stop caring entirely? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, this one needs a big reset. I'm, uh, I don't think it's had a big reset. I think it's had kind of... It hasn't, it, but it needs one. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've it really, it really they, needs they, one. I guess they haven't had like a full on reset, but they do keep like, oh, we're just going to make the Suicide Squad again and kind of ignore the first one. And we're going to do like, I don't know. They've, they've got this weird, not, not completely continuous continuity that right. they're kind of like weaving in and out of. And then they like, they sort of dip their toes into darker movies with the stuff that's not in the DCU proper, like Batman and Joker. And then... Yep. Which they're going to keep. Right. But they should just make it around that stuff because people tend to like that stuff and they nobody really likes the... I wasn't fond of the new Batman movie. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was amazing, but I think it was better than the stuff that they've put out in the like... Justice League line of DC movies. Uh, I, I don't know. Oh, I didn't. I didn't that. like the Batman. I'd rather I watch. That I didn't than like Batman vs Superman. Have you seen the Ultimate version? No, I, I watched the, with I, the. I watched BVS once, and I was like, "Oh man, I can't handle this." And then, <laughs> and then I never. So, I'm not watching any more versions of it. Like I'm also not going to so watch we, a five hour version of the Justice of uh, Justice League because. I watched oh, the regular one on. and it was not good. So the the Snyder cut is much better than the released Justice League and the uh, additional footage in the ultimate version of Batman versus Superman is better than what they released in theaters. So. Do they still hinge the plot on them having the same mother's name? Yes, so yeah. Martha's still involved. So garbage. I'm not interested. <laughs> That's a terrible plot hinge. Oh, but it was so convenient. It was very convenient. And I yeah, also it's laughed. It's Deus Ex Martha. I also laughed hard in the theater when it happened because it was so unexpectedly crappy. Yeah. What did you say? 
All right, what else you got, Jason? All right, one more. So um, apparently you are really excited about this because you brought me old news. Yeah. <laughs> from back in October. Uh, well, Sydney's- that could be new news, depending on when we recorded this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. No Sydney one knows. Sweeney is going to star and produce a sci-fi reboot of Barbarella. She's got the boobs for it. Does she? Well, yeah, I guess she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's going to uh, she's going to be remaking the 1968 movie um, Barbarella. Now take that with a grain of salt because I never backed it up to see if it was still plausible. <laughs> it was Jane Fonda in the original of that, right? I believe so. Yeah. He just sent yeah. you a super old article with no backing whatsoever, and said run yeah, it to see if it was still valid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I this mean, comes from be. IGN, which, yeah, I didn't know IGN had sci-fi news. They have they everything. Gaming. They have everything news. Yeah. Again, take this with a grain of salt because it comes from IGN and it's like well, maybe Deadline, three paragraphs long. Deadline and uh, Variety said the same thing. Oh, that's right. This is a report off of a Deadline report. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go to the actual deadline report. Somebody who, you know, actually does news. I've got it. It's hey, right look, here. they've got more paragraphs. They do, and they have a nice picture. I like of, that he uh, sent you an old an old news article that was just citing another news article, but didn't send yeah. you this article it was sent uh, citing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like I can't do all his work for him. <laughs> Man. From, from now so on, yeah, I'm gonna Sydney help you Sweeney. Guys out by just sending you guys tweets about news articles without any articles in them, and you guys can roll <laughs> from the tweet. And yes, that it was awesome. Jane Fonda in the original Barbarella. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sydney Sweeney, new Barbarella. Um, yeah, enjoy. I guess I have absolutely yeah, no feeling sure. about this at all. Either way, I yeah, me neither. Yeah, I just Cindy uh, Sydney Sweeney is kind of like she's you know, the current hot thing because of, uh, what is it? Uh, Euphoria, probably. Euphoria, yeah. And then there was something else. She did something else that got a lot of acclaim. She did the, uh, that White Lotus thing, too, that I think got yeah. a yeah. lot of White Lotus acclaim. was yeah. good, season yeah. one. Season two's not too bad, either. I haven't seen the second season of it yet. So Is, uh, is that it? That's it. Okay. Um, I I would be remiss if I didn't say this, even though I'm probably going to say it uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday, um, congratulations, Artemis, you you made it back, but not without faults. They did lose communication with the thing at one point. They always lose communication when it's on the other side of the fucking moon, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking about like like they lost communication with certain pieces of equipment during the journey. Well, yeah. worked out fine. Yeah, you're so critical fine. of Artemis. Where did <laughs> show us on the doll where Artemis touched you? No, oh, <laughs> everywhere. Orion spacecraft was experiencing power issues uh, back on flight day of nineteen. Congratulations. Let's uh, let's strap some uh, humans to the seats and see what happens. Just don't stir the tanks. <laughs> that seems to be an issue. Uh, <laughs> before <laughs> once or twice yeah well and especially when when the 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 ship got uh grounded because of uh leaks and stuff it's like yeah don't 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 stir the tanks that's a bad idea all right pod crawl let's do that let's do it
Yeah. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. Welcome to 1994, where space was full of swirling gases, fuzzy pictures of Jupiter's eye, and really cheap CGI. What's that? Star Trek The Next Generation came out in the late 80s. It has better CGI than this. This movie is shaping up to be great. Let's ignore the shitty CGI for a second and just listen to the theme song to Jurassic Park. It's a classic and you will recognize it anywhere. This isn't Jurassic Park. What is this? The Fantastic Four. I didn't know there was a Fantastic Four movie from 1994. Apparently neither did anyone else. Let's dive into this. Colossus is apparently some sort of magic space rock hurling through the sky at near the speed of light. But that's okay, the aurora lights will trap the space rock and slow it down so people can see it and some stupid college dudes can try and suck energy from it using prisms. Yep, the science is rock solid in this one. Reed Richards and best friend Victor flip the switch and proceed to overheat the prisms. Victor, being the bad guy in this movie and looking too pretty, decides to continue and get himself electrocuted by space lightning. This kills him, but doesn't kill him because we need a bad guy. And the bad guy needs to be royalty from some country, so Victor is royalty now. Fast forward 10 years, Reed is super rich and gearing up for another stab at Colossus. This time he uses a spaceship piloted by his best friend and crewed by some kids he met 10 years ago while in college. They are super nerdy and pick up everything they need to know in a matter of days before blasting off to space. Shit goes sideways, the spaceship is destroyed, but the team falls safely to Earth without a scratch on them. I think it's because of the silver motorcycle helmets and radiation suits they were wearing as spacesuits. Victor, now going by Doctor Doom, grabs the group, experiments on them, and plans to suck the space mojo from their bodies. The group breaks out and Doom monologues for a bit until the henchman squad can get into place so they can get their asses kicked. The group escapes back to New York, decide they need to stop Doctor Doom from destroying the world and put on their newly created supersuits. An easy fight later, the group wins, but the countdown to shooting the laser has started and all is lost. Not quite, Johnny flies out and catches up to a laser moving at the speed of light and deflects it back into space using fire. Again, solid science. Doom is defeated and throws himself over the edge into the abyss so he can come back in the sequel. And Q Reed and Jailbait Susan getting married in their super suits credits. Alright, 1994's Fantastic Four... Um, this was never released, and probably for good reason. What What do you guys think? I don't care what anybody says. There's no way this was made in the 90s. <laughs> you think what? it was made, like, <laughs> earlier? They filmed this in 1974 and kept, it, and kept it on a shelf and didn't tell anybody and then tried to release it in 94 and it failed and they gave up on it. Uh, the last Starfighter yeah. has better CGI. Yeah, yeah. This this was this was terrible CGI. It, it, this 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 looked like a college student's final um, final exam movie that they had to do. Okay, so yeah, the 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 effects were pretty bad, but this is a Roger Corman film. Yeah, so you would expect the the effects to be pretty bad. He is the like auteur of B movies. Yeah, but this True. was this is like I don't know. This feels like I this was so bad that I was starting to wonder, hey, this was never released. I wonder if they just didn't finish it and then 
we like the then then the credits come up yeah like it's (laughs) just not actually done right like i don't know what like it's it's terrible uh so the rumor is that this was a movie that they created just so that they could keep the rights because they had to they had to create a fantastic four movie within x number of years so that they could hold on to the rights of the the fantastic four they had asked for an extension from marvel marvel said nope and so they made this not telling anybody that they weren't initially or that they didn't intend to actually release it. The, the actors didn't know. Nobody on the production staff knows. Now, this has been refuted by uh, one of the producers. Bernard or Bernard. Bernard Eichner. Eichner, yeah. Yeah. So Bernard Eichner has refuted this, but, you know, Everybody else is saying, yeah, that, that's what happened. And you can kind of see from the production value that, yeah, that's probably what happened. Now, this only had like a budget of a million dollars. And there's only care. so far a million dollars will go even, even in 1994. It, it, like, it does. Like this is, this is like they spent all their money on food services because they didn't. Okay, it's not nearly as bad as what you two are saying. Though. I mean, the animatronic head was good for, uh, like, functionality wise. It was good for, for thing. the thing. It looked terrible. Uh, there but was a was, little too. There was a little too much teeth. There was a lot of teeth. Yeah, there was a lot of teeth in that. Yeah. So yeah, the the, the Ben Grom costume or the thing costume I thought was actually pretty good for 1994, and the fact that they kind of. Uh, animatronic to the the face was good. Now some of the the expressions that they made with that face was not great, and you could tell that it was it had something over the mouth part that covered up his face. But it, it was, was also weird that he was smaller than the actor that played Ben. <laughs> right. So the stunt double, uh, Carl Carafalio, Carafalio, right. Anyway, yeah, he's smaller than Michael Bailey Smith, who played Ben. Well, and what right. I don't understand yeah, that is that was a little weird. They cast. Why did they do that? They cast the stunt guy and built the costume on him, and then cast a six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound muscular dude to play Ben. And it's like, why didn't you just cast a little guy? You didn't care who was going to be in the role anyway. Why didn't you just cast a little guy? <laughs> because the little guy probably didn't look as good without his shirt. That should be the point, though. That should be the point of of the thing should be a big guy that came out of a little guy. It shouldn't go the other way when he but that scene when he morphs back into Ben when they're in like the jeweler's right. cave. He like yeah. he like grows back into Ben and it looks comically silly. He's like trying to hide it being bent over a little bit, but you can still tell he's way bigger than the thing. Well, but in the books, in the comics, Ben in his human form was a was a pretty big dude. Oh yeah, because he was also a big dude as the thing. He was, yeah, he was a much right. bigger dude as the thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. not saying that he should have been a, a smaller thing than than the actor. That's that's not it at all. But I'm saying casting the smaller dude as actual Ben Grimm wouldn't have worked either. I think it would have worked better. Maybe not entirely, but better. I think they could have just like, I mean, it, the guy didn't really do much. The the stuntman didn't really do much as the thing. I mean, he threw some punches or whatever, 
So I think it would have been okay to just have the regular actor do it. They should it. have just painted the actor yellow and put some chiclets on him, sort of like, yeah. the, like the Hulk style, and yeah. called it a day. Would have been better CGI. No, it wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> You're so stupid. You don't know that. You don't know that. Yeah, so, and apparently uh, this bad boy, um, you know, while it was being marketed or whatever, uh, uh, Avi Arad uh, heard about it and uh, bought it for $2 million so it wouldn't see the light of day and then proceeded to uh, burn all the copies. Yeah, yeah. So Marvel didn't want this coming out. Yeah, to no, take and it's the reputation. Cl- it's clear, and, and they they had to change a bunch of the stuff they had plot wise lined up for the film because Marvel wouldn't grant them any additional licenses. Like it was supposed to be Mole Man under the ground instead of random Goblin Jeweler, and <laughs> they couldn't get. Marvel was like, "Nah, you got the four. Figure it out." And the four well, they had and the four and, and, Sil- yeah. and Silver Surfer. They had Silver Surfer. He had the rights to Silver yeah. Surfer. Yeah, that's true because they used him. And uh, later on, later on yeah. in the movies, yeah, yeah, so. and Galactus, I, they had Galactus too. Oh, they couldn't afford that. Oh, I mean, oh man, this was a great movie. Well, yeah, so I did not enjoy the whole Johnny Blaze animation <laughs> for <laughs> the, his, the, the, for the, his. The, the climactic animation for Johnny Blaze at the end of the film. <laughs> yeah, he, like it that was, was like, uh, colored pencil drawings. It's so bad. Yeah, that was not great. Yeah, so the, the, yeah, the effects were were pretty lackluster. I will give it that. The plot wasn't great, but it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. I yeah, I mean, for the '90s, yeah, the plots. I mean, that seems about right for for a superhero movie in the 90s it really does not you know, to me look or feel like a 90s it doesn't thing. though it, like yeah. in, in if you really me, if you showed me this and did not tell me when it came out i probably would have guessed like 84 no, i would have said 1990 yeah right around the mid 90s it looks like the mid 90s oh it does not to me it looks too old for that i mean look how at the, old were you in the mid 90s 10 okay actually when this came out i was what was this 94 94. 94. That was eight. Yeah. Shit, he's he's young. Young-ish. Yeah, Damn. so... <laughs> no, you're young, dude. I graduated was... high school in 1994, so... Yeah, but you're old. Damn, you're old. <laughs> oh, you're old. <laughs> so my intro really does match. You, you do? No, never mind. Wait, I have the dates wrong. Never mind. So Joe should have <laughs> been a the moron. one that... Joe should have been the secret, uh, had the secret crush. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back and Yeah, fix from that. Amanda Buckman. Y'all, do you, you guys recognize her? Amanda Buckman. Uh, no. The, the one who played Young Storm, or Young Sue Storm. Mm-mm. So she was Amanda Buckman on Adam's Family Values. Mercedes, uh, Mercedes McNabb? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know that. Nope. didn't ring a bell. Didn't know that. At all. No. Yeah. Uh, you guys don't family, watch uh, Halloween movies values. very often, do all you? Right. Once in a while. No, not really. Not really. Not a whole lot. Oh, she was also in the Adventures of Briscoe County Junior. I remember that. Oh, in a episode. Counts. Yeah. Buff 
She was Harmony Kendall in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's where I recognize her from. Oh, I never watched that show, so. Oh, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, she was in that uh, for a while and then actually got uh, uh, spun off to Angel. She played an angel, that's, so that's why I, I recognized her a little bit. Yeah, so I recognized her from Adam's Family Values, and I recognized Alex White, uh, Hyde White. He's been he's one of those actors that you see a lot and never can really remember what you saw him in. That's because apparently he was a contract actor during this time. One of the last, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so he was basically under contract for the studio to do various different movies and TV shows. Gotcha. The guy that played so look, the guy that played uh, the stuntman. I think it was the stuntman who played thing. I can't remember who it was now. Was the guy who got his head crushed in a vice in Casino? Oh no, shit! Yeah, really interesting. I didn't. I didn't even look him up. Well, you missed out because that's his claim to fame. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It vice wasn't crushing, the thing. dude. Yeah. I think it Ooh, was in RoboCop three too. Mm, murder, she wrote. Yeah. So doing some some quick math, uh, we can assume. Uh, oh wait, let's look. So in nineteen, she was born in nineteen eighty. So in nineteen ninety three, she would have been thirteen years old. We'll assume this got filmed in ninety three. So what are you talking about? Filmed in 90- young young Susan Storm was thirteen years old. Okay, when this thing was done, um, and. We have to we have to assume college age, so we're thinking nineteen twenty. So, dude, she's like seven years younger than you are, and you probably babysitted her or something. What the fuck are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? Lost. How creepy! How creepy that it was that she had like a, a crush and then like they married each other. It was just kind of weird. I just thought it was a little weird at first. <laughs> Whatever. I'm, I'm moving on. No, I'm trying. So, what is? What I want to know is what the, what is the relationship between uh, those two kids, Ben and Reed? That's I mean, that's so what I'm trying to figure out. Reed yeah. and Ben, I can kind of maybe see maybe they had a past or because apparently they, they were ben high school was in buddies. The Air Force at, at some point, so yeah, they, they were been, high school buddies. They could have been high school buddies, sure. Yeah. But why is Ben hanging around at some sort of? I guess that was an orphanage. I don't were know those, what it was. It's like halfway house or something. Yeah, for it was kids. Susan and um, no, because it said Mrs. Storms uh, something something on the sign. Yeah, and they, so and it's Susan like it and was Johnny have the last name Storm. So were it's they the, it like was their mom or something? Yeah, were they like orphans that just took her last name? Were they actually her kids? And we just didn't see any other kids. Maybe she's not very good at her job, and so she can't drum up business. Or I mean. What's the whole connection here? That was one of the things that I didn't understand. I don't think they wanted you to know that or cared if you knew that, to be honest. They didn't Then why show it? (laughs) They had to show them somewhere. Well, and then in the first place, why show them as kids in the first place? Uh, To establish background. To to establish that they are younger than the others, so that's why Johnny is like a hothead? I, I don't... I don't know. Yeah, I didn't understand it at all. It, so. Yeah, it just just seemed weird. They uh, 
they didn't put a lot of effort into, you know, any of this. No, no. I mean, hell, by the end of the movie, that you know they were running out of money because they couldn't even afford tuxedos for the wedding. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> what the hell was up? The fuck. Who wears their super suit to their fucking wedding? Not Susan Storm. No, she not her. She wanted dress. a fucking wedding dress. Everybody else was like, oh, I'm going to wear this. Dudes were like, eh, I got a uniform. I'm good. Yeah. Maybe they got stuck at the bachelor party the night before and they couldn't get to their uni- or their tuxes. Do you think they were trying to establish that the super suits were also kind of like the dress whites, right? For the military? Yeah, that no. would be dumb. <laughs> oh, that's dumb, but do you think, you think that's what they're, they're I mean, going for? Especially since, especially since Susan, like, whipped him up like a uh, Debbie homemaker. Yeah. You know, yeah, she just, she just threw them together. She's so, like a master tailor, too. She didn't take any measurements, and she had it. And you know, she was able just, to figure out the stretching thing. She's actually just a creep. She's been measuring them over and over in their <laughs> sleep every night. <laughs> And she made it made Johnny's like flame, flame retardant. retardant. So she's like yeah. some sort of a Marvel Edna mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, the one thing, not the one thing. Let's let's be honest. There was multiple things, uh, but the you know the the spacesuits. Um, those were those were bad. Yeah, those look bad. Those those. I mean, they didn't even try. They were shiny, that. so they must have been spacesuits. And they must have been protective. They had six dollars you know? left in the budget for the suits, right? They had to do the best <laughs> they could. They're, they're just they're just slowly running out. Uh slowly running out of money. So so uh Alice Alice uh Alice Gray I don't know even know what her name is. The blind lady. Um Alicia Masters. Wow, you were just yeah. like spot I on was, too. I was Alice Gray. That was not even close. I mean, that's no, close. They both began with A, right? Yeah, I was getting the Alice or Elisa. I don't know where I got Gray from, but anyway, um, you know they they made it. You got Gray because like Fifty Shades of Gray and Masters. You kind of got that overlap going. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what it was. But I mean, love at first touch. Oh, I was I really hoping you were going to finish that with sight. I knew you were going there. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I was it was really love at first sight for bit. I was actually hoping you were right? going to land there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was actually going to say love at first sight, but then I wanted to talk about her. But you understand that's it. how blind people, like, you know, quote unquote, see, right? No, with their, I, no, with their I understand. I understand that. But, you know, they, they bring this whole, you know, love at first sight thing between the two of them, you, you know, but it's like. It, it, it was it wasn't well thought out. I'm gonna be honest. To I thought every single second that Ben was on screen as Ben was cringy and awful to watch. I really did not <laughs> you like think him. So? It was re- I really <laughs> yeah. did not like anything he did. Every he single, was growing out too much. Yeah, every he single was... interaction he had with everybody made me feel uncomfortable. Like I needed to get a doll and go to a therapist. I just wasn't <laughs> ready for it. Yeah, yeah. He seemed. He just seemed a little. He said, "Yeah, he was too much, too much, bro." Oh, he just—I just couldn't Not, with him. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of badness in this thing. It's just, and it shows. Um, thirty percent on IMDb. It's not great. Or yeah. not IMDb. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is thirty yeah. percent. 
It's not great. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as I was right. expecting going in. I'll be honest. No. It was bad though. Like, don't get me wrong. It was bad, but I was expecting like unwatchably bad. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's yeah it's one of those movies that you kind of see that they tried to take it somewhat seriously, but again, how serious was it going to be with Richard Corbin behind? the scenes it's it's not Richard Corman is known for B movies if you look at his filmography there's or Roger Corman is known for B movies there's there's nothing in his repertoire that that speaks that this was going to be a blockbuster hit and I don't know that he was really trying to break out of his mold and and come up with a blockbuster hit now this is before the, the rise of, of superhero movies. We did have the Batman movies. So we had... Um, we had Keaton Batman. Yeah, we? we had the... Yeah. the um, Oh, shit. What is the director's name? The Tim Just Burton. flew out of my head. The Tim Burton Batman? Tim Burton Batman movies, which were, you know, a turning point in superhero movies, if you think about it. Well, and yeah. at this time, right, and I don't, I don't know for sure because I'm not super buffed up on this piece of of this nugget of Marvel history. But at this time, they were at least in talks to bring a bunch of Marvel characters to film. And I feel like this probably tainted that because none of them ever happened. Like, I know they were in talks with, uh, like, uh, Wesley Snipes to do a Black Panther movie early in the 90s at some point and stuff like that. So I don't know where, where this falls in line with that stuff. What, yeah, what, he did Blade what, instead. Yeah, but like much later, though, like much, much later. It uh, wasn't much later. Eh, probably, but at least five years, five six years. Okay, well, that's not much Blade. later in terms of of production. Blade hmm. came out in 1998. Yeah, so if they were in talks before this came out, it was probably for like 92 to 98. So six years, five six years from Inception, and then this never came out. But and I know they were also in talks with. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I know there was a couple of of other heroes they were talking about Marvel movies for early on that none of that ever happened. Um, I don't know if it was like the taint from that Captain America movie in the late '80s, or early '70s, Oof. or Oof. Uh, yeah, or if it was this thing as like their next swing going very poorly, or or what happened there. Well, even the made-for-TV Hulk movies were fucking awful. Yes, they were. Like the Hulk meets Thor movie, that was... Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> that was comically bad. That was a horrible, horrible version of Thor also, right? It was like yeah, beach bum it was Thor. Like, <laughs> well, not even that. It was just didn't meet a beer he didn't like Thor. That dude was always drinking. Well, that's kind of accurate. Yeah, he was always pretty much drinking in the first one of the MCU. Yeah, but was he like frat boy? No, his, Thor. Like, his, the attitude was different. The drink, the alcoholic nature of Thor, always pretty high, but the behavior was definitely off in that. Uh, yeah, that Hulk Thor thing, where he was like, like a like a twenty year old drunk bro. Right. Yeah. I don't know that this tainted the the Marvel. Marvel was already kind of well, they were in struggling trouble. at this point. 
Marvel and especially DC in their movie franchises because in the 80s they had given away a lot of the rights and including this to some of their more right. uh, famous heroes so they didn't have the movie rights to spider-man at this point they didn't have the movie rights to fantastic four they didn't have the movie rights to x-men well and um, they continued fact, to sell was, off rights into into the 90s it wasn't yeah, until yes. the it wasn't until the late 90s I want to say late '90s that they started trying to like bring some of that back into the house. But Marvel and DC comics, like the print comics, were in a lot of trouble in the '90s. Both of them, '80s and '90s, they were those were like low point sales years, and they were making questionable decisions to stay afloat. And Marvel, I don't know that Marvel was struggling in the '90s sales wise. It was like their. I think the '90s was their lowest. Their lowest selling. Um. Uh, it was from the late 70s through the early 90s, uh, Marvel was selling options uh, for films to people uh, to, to make money. Yeah, to stay afloat. They were in, they were, they yeah. were in trouble, yeah. Um, they bounced back, obviously, <laughs> in pretty good fashion. And then they sold to Disney and, you know, so it was, but... Um, yeah, a lot of bad stuff came out of those optioned film contracts that they sold off. And like we're still kind of feeling the, the effects of that. Like Morbius was a rough one that they just can't seem to get away from. So Yeah, uh, in the in the early nineties there was a, a comic boom. So they made a lot of money in their children's comics in the eighties and then the comic boom of the early nineties. Uh they they were making money in the in the nineties. Now they did lose a lot of talent in early ninety in early ninety two, but they were still selling pretty well even after that. And they also created the the animated series, which was a hit. Uh, the X Men animated series, the Spider Man animated series, those were both big hits on TV. So they weren't doing bad in the nineties. But by that point they had already sold off a lot of their, their assets to, or their, the movie rights to some, a lot of their assets. So that's, that's why they had to go to Iron Man whenever they wanted to break into the movies is because that was one of the few assets that they actually still had the rights to. Yeah. But, but Marvel filed for bankruptcy in 96. So they were not doing great in the nineties. They did bounce back, but, they I mean they were coming back, but they had a long stretch of not the best sales and also poor business choices that led them into not the best situations. And then I think that led to more poor decisions in the hey, can we stay afloat category. So is is Marvel Studios or Marvel back in the nineties, it was Marvel Films. Yeah. It, was that part of Marvel and would they have been affected? by the bankruptcy or was Marvel the comic side that was filed for bankruptcy? Marvel Entertainment Group. Yeah. Marvel Entertainment Group was around until 1997. Uh, Yeah, so they they filed for Chapter 11. Um, There was a a dramatic drop in all comic sales around 95. In fact, that contributed to the the decline of, of comic distributors to where there was only like one distributor left. And then they filed 
Bankruptcy in 96. It was Chapter 11, so it was yeah. just a restructure. And then in 97, Toy Biz bought them to end bankruptcy. Well, anyway, this is a uh, sordid history. You know, as uh, it, it, there's a checkered checkered past during the time that this mill Yeah, film we're was like the, built. the the we'll call it like the Hulk original Captain America movie, Fantastic 4, this thing, this whatever you want to call this disaster. Uh those are all kind of products of a couple of decades of poor business, poor running of Marvel's business and uh you know, they ended up getting bought and sold a couple of times and they're in better place. But even still with all that, like bouncing around and selling off of rights and, and digging out, there is something in this movie that feels like at least early in its production, there were people who wanted to make something good involved. And then it feels like it just went wildly off the rails. Like there is stuff in here where, I feel like if they had a little more budget and not Roger Corman, it could have been a real movie. And there's a lot of stuff that feels like they didn't have the budget and Roger Corman got involved and it became a, we need to save the license movie. And like somebody like when this script was getting written and they were starting casting early, there were people who actually wanted to make a good movie. It feels like there were people with hands on that had hopes at some point, uh, and then they worked out. It clearly didn't work out. Yeah. 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 So was it just me or or did you guys feel like ever so you would hear the Jurassic Park um da 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 you know that part. I didn't hear Jurassic Park, but it it did have kind of a a generic adventure film soundtrack to it yeah right it felt it felt to me like they were clearly like taking inspiration from the popular films that had come in the years prior you know i, right. I never watched carnosaur but i'm curious what carnosaur's score sounded like carnosaur carnosaur was yeah. roger corman's answer to jurassic park like came out like at the exact same time Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I hadn't heard of okay. that. So, uh, wow. All right. It is not on the list, nor will it ever be. So that we, <laughs> unless he had a cape. If the carnosaur had a cape, then okay, maybe. But yeah, I just yeah, you know, this was. What if I what if I steal a copy of Carnosaur and meticulously edit every frame of it to put a cape on him? Can we do it then? Um. No. Yes, just because you went through all that trouble. What if it's a clip no. art cape that's just kind of floating around behind? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It needs to be. It needs to look if as good, if not better, than it's a, the it's original a, source material. It's a Corman film. If I put it in there and put some film grain over it, you're not going to be able to tell. No, that's well. I don't know. I don't know. I. It was pretty obvious with the the Human Torch. That no. stuff was rough. Oh, that stuff was so rough. I, I think I think Jason's kind of like, yeah, I'm out now. This was my last one. I, uh, <laughs> Happy New Year, guys! Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I when when they when uh, Johnny Storm there takes off after the green bullet, and uh, he's like chasing it down, and they do that side angle shot of him racing the green dotted line. 
I oh my god! Actually, yes. cackle laughed. I could not believe how bad it looked. It was, it was horrendous. So well, just the premise of outrunning a, a laser. laser. Yeah. 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 No, 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 no. He's got the power. So that was, and that's one. Of, that was one of my other quabbles. Was you know, this seems like it was matter of days that it happened, right? So, or at least a matter of days between when they escaped doom and then went back when they go back it's like they knew their powers for months or years you know they're like hey look i can turn myself into a flame or you know i can make force fields because i'm invisible woman i you know, I really was, hated well, everything about Doom in this. Also, to be honest, I mean, oh, oh yeah, like Doom, Doom was, was awful. Yeah, Doom was so bad. The characterization, like the voice, the the show of po- power, like everything about him was like, oh my god, they did my boy I dirty. Was I mean, him- I I kind of understand why he did some of the the things that he did. He was very articulate with his arms and hands because he had a mask so yeah. he, he was limited in showing you know the type of emotion the that he Doom needed is to so show stoic, and so stoic though yeah yeah i mean that's yeah the, the the portrayal of doom he was he was too comedic he was too jovial he was way he was, too grandiose for doom doom is yeah. so stoic and yeah like matter of fact yeah doom is not flashy doom is is very matter of fact, he's not going to tell you he's going to kill you. He's just going to kill you. I I kept waiting for him to show up on a horse, <laughs> or and you know have a sword and a shield and defend some young maiden's. Also, honor. why did they make? Why did they <laughs> clearly re-record clattering sounds for all of his movements and put it in? Oh, the, I don't that's know. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Know. It was like, like, I'm like, why did they have to make him sound like a bag night. of loose change whenever he was moving? <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> yeah. He sounded like uh, somebody let's... dropped a bag of marbles down the stairs or something. It was just like clattering and clanging, and it was just horrific. Well, you know, they were in there doing the editing, and the guy was like, you know, this is missing something. It needs- you know, f- but for 1994, I did like his costume design. It looked it was, it was pretty, yeah. pretty close to the, the actual comic. It was close to the early, yeah. like, uh, Kirby-era Doom comics, for sure, like the early stuff. Uh, he had the look down. There was definitely shots where they put too much light on the main body robe, and it looked like... Oh, they bought a sheet of green fabric from right. Walmart, and <laughs> yeah, it did look like lime they, they green ripped, or whatever. They ripped yeah. the felt off of their pool table. Yeah, like <laughs> it, it looked much better in the shadows. <laughs> a little too much light was not that thing's friend, but uh, it did look good for the most part. Yeah. Now, what I want to know is why three of the four Fantastic Four were sitting there convulsing in their little stasis field and Reed was just sitting there nonchalant like it wasn't he affecting him at all. Because he couldn't feel it, remember? Like, even when he was when he crashed, he didn't feel the giant piece of metal that was on top of him. Well, none of them felt any of that, though. That was but the whole he point. Spe- but he specifically said that I didn't, I can't, I couldn't feel it. I, I must be okay. I don't feel any hurt. I don't feel any pain. Any pain, right? So he doesn't feel any pain. He said, I must be in shock. I don't feel any pain. No, it's because, because he just he's crashed Gumby. from fucking orbit. He was expecting <laughs> to be kind of mangled. Or at least on fire. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think it was all bad. That thing burned up. I think in it was just really bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, 
I, there was so few, there were so many continuity things in this film. I'm not going to break down continuity. This movie does not deserve a continuity breakdown. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not going to go there. Uh, but they like, there was no continuity in this. Right. And, and I also feel like they put, maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this is like a bit of, this is probably a bit of being spoiled from people who actually like the current state of the MCU, whether you liked the last phase or not, uh, they at least put some effort into being close to the comics. A lot of that stuff. Um, none of the characters felt like the comic book characters they were close to. Some of them were closer than others, but still like, I don't know, like Reed Richards just, he didn't feel smart. He didn't feel smart at all. He just seemed no. really full of himself. And that was kind and, of the only and, thing they had. And to top it off, like they didn't they didn't establish anything like that at the beginning. And then and then they go ten years later, and now all of a sudden he's got a fucking spaceship. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean it's like, okay, they don't establish they, that, hey, I'm I'm supposed to have genius level intellect. The only or thing whatever. they do to establish that he's smart is that he converts the speed of light to uh from what do they have it, miles per second to kilometers per second on the fly in that class in the very beginning. Well, that's just because he looked it up. Yeah, but that's the that's the only thing they that was their attempt to establish he was smart. He like interrupted yeah. the professor with the answer before he could have it, and that was that was it. Also, wasn't that the guy from Police Academy? Was that the guy from Police Academy? Yeah, that was uh, Commander Commandant Lassard. Yeah. yeah, he was better in Police Academy. <laughs> yeah. He was very he was very passionate about his very uh, animated space in this in this uh, movie. Yeah, yeah, that space comet just and that, didn't, that excited him. I wasn't to willing to go back and watch the beginning to double check, but didn't he say it would never come close to Earth again? In the beginning, no, uh, for another ten years. Oh, I thought yeah. it was always, it, every oh. ten years it was coming back. I thought he said something. I thought he said something about it. It was the closest it would ever be to Earth, or something like that. And then it was. Back well, yeah, and, it was actually like getting close enough to see with the naked eye this time, no, uh, and that's why they had to go to space the next time was because it was a little farther away. You can tell. I really. I at one point I went. Oh my God! Is this movie still going on? And I pressed pause to see where I was, and it was thirty-one <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, I'm in for it." There's so much of this thing left. Yeah, yeah. I got and about forty-five minutes. I got forty-five minutes into it, and then I, I I paused it and went did something else. I was like, "I I need to." Break. All right, you can't give me too much crap for picking it. It was like a random number generator. All right, I didn't I didn't know this was on the list. Or- or was it? I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but I seem to recall he said, you know what, let's act like it's random, but what oh, I really want you yeah. guys to do is Fantastic Four, 1994. Yeah, I, I, think I didn't know cut. this existed. Before you told me this movie was the next one, I didn't know it even existed. <laughs> you you, you and the rest story. of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish it had All stayed right, that any, way. Right. Any other, uh, any final comments, guys? No, okay. I got, I got Great. nothing. Thanks. All right. I got nothing Let's, for you. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, this is good podcasting. On. I got nothing to say. It is. Let's sit in quiet. Mean. All right. Let's do the uh, superpower roll call. Um, Joe, I'm going to let you go first. You're, you're our guest. Uh, you get first dibs. 
Uh, which uh, which superhero or supervillain do you want uh, the powers for? Um, I mean, I want to be the thing because I'm already super ugly. I might as well be strong. <laughs> okay, uh, Jason. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Human Torch because apparently I can fly faster than the speed of light. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm going to go with uh, Susan Storm. Pervert. Yeah. <laughs> so I, well, no, you don't know what I'm doing. I know what I you're doing. We know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. And I also knew what you were going to pick, and I was ready with the pervert comment as you were saying yeah. it. I knew where actually, you were going. Actually, I was going to pick the Human Torch, but I didn't I didn't want to copy Jason uh, because mine was going to be the same reason. Yeah, as, as uh, likely, likely story. story. Yeah, we're both, likely Jason and I are on the same page here. We both you know knew what? you were going to be a perv about this, bro. Screw you guys. We're going to the awards. All right, Jason, uh, hit me up with your black lung. Nope. Yes, Jason, <laughs> hit me up with nope. your black lung. Nope. You can do it. Joe's the guest. He can do it. Oh, he can Joe's go the first? Guest. Okay. He's, he You're goes right. first. You're right. Joe, uh, hit me up with your black lung then, sir. Oh, I don't know. What, uh, we'll make it um, uh, Reed Richards from when he was like just laying in a smoldering pile underneath that giant piece of uh, ship when they crashed. Uh, what was left of his ship. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jason. Uh, I'm going to go honorary Logan. I didn't see anybody smoking and there really no. wasn't uh you really couldn't wasn't. go first because you didn't want to give the honorary at first. Or maybe it was because Joe picked Reed just like you did. No, no. There's a no, reason. I think it is. I think it was. Yeah. Because mine was going to go to Reed and company for uh, getting blown up in space. Uh, Jason, player. Player? We're not yeah, doing a head lush? No, I'm going to skip it for right now. Okay. Mostly because I don't have anything, so I'm, I'm still trying to think. <laughs> Uh, to think of that player, one. I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the jeweler because oh you uh, motherfucker he, he, that was gonna be mine. He, he takes oh. what he wants, so okay, all right, Joe. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, you can do the I'm same gonna, thing. I'm gonna, no, with, I'm gonna do with uh, go with uh, Alice Gray for getting it on with the Alice, big rock man. Alice Gray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's close. Um, I had. Ben, uh, because he had a blind lady sculpting him, sculpting him, and feeling herself at the same time. She was really getting into that sculpture at one point. It was it was a little creepy before she got kidnapped. All right, uh, let's let's do the head lush, Joe, because um, I, yeah, I still don't have anything. Oh man, you know, uh, I don't have one either. I'll just go with Hancock. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Doom. I'll go with Doom. Doom seems like he was, he was riding his own, smoking his own supply. So, all right, Jason, uh, Hancock, yeah, yep, I Hancock. didn't see anybody really drinking. This was a very tame movie for. Yeah, you would have thought at some, you, you know, you would have thought Speak. Ben would have been like, you know, forty in a paper bag type of situation when he was like sorry right. for himself. Also, right. like I know this is probably a bit of the era, but while you mentioned tame. For a superhero movie, there was not a lot of fighting and an awful lot of just like shooting people when you didn't want them. Anymore. Right, it's right. Like, no, yeah, that's true. Like Doom's big power was just shooting a dude point blank. <laughs> like that's all he had. 
Yeah, what was Doom's fucking power? He shot a dude point blank. That was all he had. That was the only thing mm-hmm. we saw. And he su- and he and he uh, can secretly put uh, uh, FaceTime on other people. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. All right, Purple Hippo. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I'm going to give the Purple Hippo to um, the, the two producers uh, uh, for <laughs> making this piece of shit. Roger Corman and Bernard Eckinger. Eckinger. Whatever. Eichinger, yeah. Yeah. This was terrible. Joe? I'm going to give it to the whole cast for thinking this is going to be a real movie. And Yeah, having that pulled over on them after, at mid, mid promotion, too. Right? Yeah. Like they were all, that had to be rough. They were out there promoting it and everything. Did any of you guys watch the documentary boom. that goes with this film? No, I, I wanted to. I just I, didn't have time. It's on YouTube. I, I put it on my watch later. I, I need to watch it. I have not seen it though. It's supposedly the documentary has better reviews than the actual movie. Well, I mean, for this piece of trash, it has to be good. Right? There's got to be dirt. Yeah, it's got to be something good. Jason. Um. Yeah, Purple Hippo. I think I'll I'll go with Doom on this one. Getting uh, space electrocuted, and then you know he had to have gone insane to put that outfit together and do the things that he did. So. Well, it kind of seemed like the doctor put that together to try to save his life or something. It was like, uh, it was the 90s version of Darth Vader. I don't, (laughs) I I don't know. All right. We're going to try this again. I don't know. I don't know if we should let Joe pick. Yeah. You want to put our fate in the hands of him again? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah you do. Do it. You know what? Okay. Don't be a wimp. Pick an, no, no. I'll, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to spread, I'm going to spread the blame out a little bit. Joe. No, no. You know what? Jason. Yeah. Number between one and one Oh two. Oh, let's see. Let's go four. Uh, because four. Yeah. It can't be any worse than this movie. All right. Uh, Joe, I need you to, um, yeah, I need you to uh, tell me when to stop. All right, stop. Okay. So number four, it's not terrible. It's not confident inspiring either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't believe you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what do you call terrible. it? Where's, where's the terrible line here? Well, okay. I'm not going to consider it terrible. Uh, terrible is a low bar at this point. Jason, Jason might, uh, but hey, you know, whatever. Uh, next time, uh, we are going to be covering the movie where, as Scott Lang balances both being a God superhero and a father, Hope Van Dyne and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new mission that finds the Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. It is uh, 2018's Ant-Man and the Wasp. Those movies are fun. They're not good, but they're fun. I liked them. Yeah, they're fine. They're They're good. They're fun. They're boring. No, you're boring, you crusty old fuck. so boring. Wow. That That went hard left uh, all right so 
I think that's going to be it for today. Our intro and outro music is uh, Demon by JVNA. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback over on our Discord channel over at smokinganddrinkingandcapes.com slash Discord. You can also email us at smokinganddrinkingandcapes at outlook.com. Be sure to visit the Gunna Geek Network for other great shows and other creative works over at uh, gunnageek.com. Uh, Joe, I want to thank you uh, for forgetting what you picked and saying you would do it. Hey, anytime. Yeah. Where can uh, where can the listeners find you in case they forgot what you said two weeks ago or two months ago? Uh, so, I, I am usually available at filmappraisers.com or barrelhousepodcast.com. Either one. Both things. All Come right. and get he's got He's got multiple things. Go find him. All right. For this week, I'm Rob. I'm not looking forward to the next show. It'll be fine. Yeah, you, and Nan, fine. Negative Nancy. Come on. Jeez. Who makes a superhero based off a fucking insect? Dude, they're like all based on insects. But Spider-Man. That's not an insect. I mean, it's the same thing. No, it's not. Close enough. You two need a broom. <laughs> <laughs>